From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. If this was live, I'd be hitting the cough button a lot. This is radio, but uh, fortunately I have the opportunity to to pause anytime I have to to take care of business. Hopefully I can get through this all one tank. Hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop. Thank you very much. It's me, it's Mike. Mike Davidson Lives is the name of the podcast. Thanks for downloading and hanging out with me for the next half hour or so. As always, glad you can join me. Um, last couple of weeks, been dealing with this uh, this dry November air. Um, I don't feel sick necessarily. I don't have a fever. Um, don't have really a sore throat, but I've uh, developed a cough because where I work, it's a little colder, a little drier, and uh, it's uh, it's been hell. Uh, it got pretty bad earlier this evening. Uh, got home, had a chance to rest up. Of course, uh, you know, warehouse situation just ahead of Thanksgiving. Everybody's doing all they can to uh, to get ready for the big holiday, which means more work, more work, more work, and more opportunities for me to uh, perhaps lose my voice. So bear with me. Hopefully this uh, cough I've got isn't too distracting. I do have a cup of water uh, within reach, kind of keeping that uh, near me. And of course, don't forget next week, Thanksgiving, uh, there's going to be, you know, another one where I, you know, uh, shoot the shit about uh, current events and everything. That'll drop uh, at the end of this weekend, Monday, but uh, Thanksgiving weekend going into that uh, to have a special Thanksgiving episode with uh, at least one of my sisters, try to get both of them on. Tracy and Kelly, they're uh, down in Florida. I'm up here in Indiana, and uh, just kind of just kind of talking about uh, the holiday, memories, food, and uh, good and bad experiences with Thanksgiving. Get that, got that coming up, and you know, and I've been talking about as we get closer and closer, you know, the big storm that will keep us all at home or keep us all asleep at the airport, and that is taking shape. Uh, at least the narrative of it is. I I don't know what's going on next week, but uh, you know, last couple of days I've been looking at Twitter, and uh, the closer we get to Thanksgiving, the more I see these things about it getting uh, drastically colder. Uh, you know, big blob of rain that could delay flights, maybe a little bit of snow, no, no blizzard. I'm seeing, but that's sto- but they're talking about how this could impact millions of travelers, millions of travelers, and if you're hitting the road. Or uh, the airport, you're one of those millions. Uh, in fact, Jim Cantore saw this on Twitter X uh, earlier today. He goes, yeah, it looks like something's taking shape, but it does not look to be a blockbuster storm at this point, but all too soon to tell. So he sees something, but he doesn't know what the hell he's looking at, which uh, you know, kind of describes a lot of weather people, I would think. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a look after I uh, record this podcast, you know, just kind of I'm a weather nerd, I guess. Um, all right, so I, I saw this viral meltdown. <laughs> and I know what you're saying to yourself. Which one? Well, let me be more specific. Uh, this one uh, coming out of Australia, this young lady, she's 21 years old. Uh, she just quit her job of six years. Uh, so she started working, I think this was like a retailer, 15 so this is probably her first job there for six years, working and working and working. Uh, I think she's going on to another job. And, and she was so mad when she left. She didn't get a thank you. She didn't get a goodbye from anybody. 
and they just kept on working and she was shocked by this and she felt hurt and she goes on this viral video and here I am I'm sitting there I'm, I'm more than twice her age and I'm just thinking lady you ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> oh my god her expectations are too high I'm, look I, I'll be honest, I've fallen prey to this thinking before, where if you work hard and everything, and if you do everything right, people will love you, and if you, if you have to leave, or you do leave, the place is going to fall apart. I've done that before, uh, when I was much younger. It doesn't happen that way. Uh, what you need to understand is when you're at a job, you're there not because they love you, you're there because you're fulfilling a, an obligation to your manager who is filling an obligation to his or her boss and to their boss all the way up to the the owner, the CEO, the, the board, whoever the hell runs the place. That's how that works. It's not a big family. Anybody, anytime you have a management type or an employee, they're going, yeah, we're like family. Uh, say that, you know, they say that, you, you can throw something at them. Nothing lethal, mind you, just like a wad of paper or something because... Uh, that's that's not the case. You're there to fulfill an obligation that the higher-ups are too busy to do. So, I mean, like, uh, whoever runs Kroger, right? They're not going to run the cash registers. They're not going to get behind, uh, you know, the butcher counter. No, no, they hire people for that. You go to work 9A, leave at 5P, you know, and it varies. You know, you get your second and third shifters, obviously. But you, you go there for eight, eight or so hours and you go home and not and a lot of times you don't associate with the people you work with you just don't yeah maybe you make a bestie at work maybe you do have a few friends at work that you hang out with after after you clock out but generally speaking no you're just there for that and if she thinks this uh she she's she continues this way of thinking she's in for a world of hurt every time she gets a new job She's 21. Uh, God, I I hope she kind of wise up, wises up to this. Uh, because you find that love and support from family. You find it from actual friends. You don't find it from somebody whom you share a cubicle wall with uh, for eight or nine hours, five days a week. Just not happening. Uh, Jimbo Fisher can afford a lot of friends, even though he didn't make money at his former job, uh, at least with the athletic department of uh, Texas A&M, uh, fired this past weekend after a bunch of mediocrity. I mean, he won national championship with Florida State, did sweet dick with Texas A&M. Like, nothing to show for it. No conference titles, nothing. Nothing. And he's walking away with a multi-million dollar payout. In fact, uh, uh, Brandon, someone who I went to Ball State with, um, fraternity brother, uh, he posted this meme, and it it's and he even said this is Bobby Bonia-esque, uh, Bonia-esque, yeah, happy Bobby Bonia Day, you know, every year in uh, in baseball, but for the next eight years, if Jimbo Fisher doesn't coach, he is pay getting paid. $26,301 per day, each day, for eight years not to coach Texas A&M. $26,301 a day. If I had that tax-free for a week, 
I could pay off my house. I could pay off my mortgage. This guy is getting paid that much for being so mediocre. Crazy. One championship. And, and granted, winning a championship is a big thing. But he's done nothing since. And he's getting that. It's crazy. But what's crazy is the thinking uh, some sports media pundit types have. <clears throat> Deadspin. Uh, which is basically, they are, they are owned, owned by Rolling Stone, so they act like Rolling Stone. Anything they publish is left-wing, and a, a lot of the crap they publish doesn't make any effing sense. So they looked at this story of Jimbo Fisher getting paid $75 million dollars to not coach, and their point, this article that was that they published, was that there's enough money to go around to pay athletes. That That's not the lesson I got from that. The lesson I got from that is that money corrupts. I mean, these are the same people that bitch and moan anytime, you know, a politician does something, and they go, we got to get the, pol uh, the money out of politics. We got to get the money out of politics. Well, you know, good luck with that never going to happen but the same the same mouths utter words like well we need to pay these athletes fairly we need to pay everybody fairly we need more money in college sports like that's not going to corrupt a whole hell of a lot of people and i'm not necessarily saying that uh this is going to turn them all into walter white or uh, uh tony montana or anything no what i'm saying is that uh, if you give them a buttload of money, you know, with no incentives, anybody, or they just expect this money, they're not going to do anything. I mean, the, the NILs are kind of proof of this. Caleb Williams, after winning a Heisman, comes back, not going to win a Heisman. USC, not going to sniff a championship this year. He's in plenty of commercials, though, and he'll have enough money to go buy a bigger screen television so he and his dog can cuddle up and cry when they don't make the playoffs. They got that going. Um, but they look at Jimbo Fisher and they go, well, we got to pay the athletes more. we got to pay the athletes more. How about this? Stop funding state-funded uh, colleges. Like, we need to stop funding universities who are bad with money. Maybe athletic departments will get this. Maybe if you start auditing these colleges and wondering what the hell they're spending this money on. Because they're piss poor doing this colleges are terrible with money they get taxpayer dollars they get alumni donations they get students that are you know two or three loans in two or three jobs trying to work and make ends meet to you know pay pay off their tuition meanwhile deadspin is writing this article about how athletes need to be paid because jimbo fisher is getting twenty six thousand three hundred one dollars a day to do nothing that's the lesson they walked away with. Crazy. Uh, by the way, uh, a Florida better made a whole hell of a lot of money. Not Jimbo Fisher money, but uh, $5.5 million on the Texans-Bengals game this past weekend. Uh, he, uh, he had a four-leg uh, four parlay. You know, you know, four criteria had to be met to win this money. And he got it. $5.5 million. I think he had to invest, uh, uh, bet a whole bunch of money, though, to get $5.5 million. Um, but it was so astronomically large and huge and unlikely that, naturally, it was going to get talked about in, uh, in sports media. 
Um, but when you see stories like this, and then you see a a, a bet MGM or a FanDuel commercial, and then at the end of it, you know, you know, please play responsibly. Load of shit, uh, because nobody. <laughs> you, you you start talking about that, anybody thinks, well, I can become a millionaire too. Well, maybe you you have a better shot being a college football coach uh, as opposed to, to winning uh, that sort of parlay. All right, everybody talks about. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs power couple, that being Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, because they've been together a few months, and uh, we uh, we can't go a day without hearing a story about how one of them farted in public. But Patrick Mahomes has been in a longer relationship than this, than these two, uh, and has been coupled. For years, with this, uh, and it has not gone a game day without this in his life. I'm talking about his underwear. He talks about it. Yeah, he wears the same pair of underwear every game uh, throughout his professional career. And he goes, "Oh, hey, I wash it." I'm just thinking, well, yeah, but you've been in the league for a while. Um, it, it can't be in good condition. I can't, you know, you, you put through the washer and dryer and you're either, you know, okay, I wear this game day and I'm getting my ass thrown across the field uh, by a bunch of big burly guys. It, it can't be in great condition at all. It, <laughs> uh, you know, and he's already got two Super Bowls to his credit. Maybe it's time to, you know, have a changing of the guard this Christmas. I mean, maybe his wife should buy him a pair of underwear. Uh, that looks kind of like it. Only, you know, with fewer holes and um, uh, fewer fewer skid marks. Uh, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, you, he's he's going to the Hall of Fame. There's not you, there's not a whole lot that's going to keep him from going now. I mean, he's, he's already had a pretty solid career, and he's talking about how he's been wearing the same pair of game day underwear professionally for years now. Oy, okay. Um... So, this Virginia high school team's taking it on the chin by the press. Um, they ended up being their op opponent uh, not too long ago uh, by a very tight score, 104 to nothing. Um, in, in the final seconds, though, it, this is, this is uh, the description I keep seeing every time I read this story from different store uh, sources. Stomach turning, stomach churning, gut wrenching. They were up 96 nothing in the final seconds when one of their players broke free and ran to the end zone to make it 104-0. No need to kick the extra point or go for two, I guess. Uh, and, I, and everybody was talking about how they were just livid by this. At least some of these sports writers, I'm just like, oh, what? so you just kneel it out at the end of this game so you can gracefully win 96 nothing. I mean, this thing was an utter blowout utter blowout. No, nothing's being said about the idiots that scheduled this game. Nothing's being said about how underprepared the team that got shut out was. I mean, yeah, 100 and, uh, was 104 is a lot. Maybe a little too much. You could have just run this thing out and won by, you know, 50 to nothing or something like that. But it really doesn't matter. They, they, this team that scored nothing uh, never made it to the end zone, never got close enough to kick a, a, a field goal. 
And if they did, you know, it got blocked or whatever. They're they're thumping on this team that ran up the score. What's the point? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter uh, how big the score was. Fact is, this other team got shut out, and this team scored a buttload of points. This team, this game should never have happened, but uh, they're upset that somebody ran a touchdown in the final seconds. This it was gut churning. Up until that point, everything was cool. Up until that point, whatever, whatever. Oh, uh, this kid in California, uh, he's fourteen or fifteen. Um, it's kind of funny because they show his face in these pictures and they say he's going by the anonymous handle of J.A. because of youth laws. I'm like, well, you're still posting pictures of him online. Uh, he went to a high school football game recently and then uh, got banned because he's wearing blackface. Or so the uh, school administrators uh, would have you believe. I They probably think he's wearing blackface, but when you uh, look, when you look at the picture... Uh, it's, it's the same, uh, you know, black marks that football players put under their eyes before going to the game. And he just streaks it down his cheek. Like his chin is not black. His lips aren't black. His nose, uh, his forehead, the area around his eyes, not black. It is not complete blackface. This is just football makeup. This is, you know, war paint. And it's, it's safe to say that the school administrators that threw the suspension at this dude, haven't been to a lot of sporting games, uh, I'll, as I'll put it. Yeah, California's messed up. This kid should not have been suspended. Um, you know, as long as you know he was there and you know not taunting the referees or whatever, or taunting the players. If he was there to have a good time, he did nothing offensive. There's nothing offensive about it. It's not blackface. California's weird though. Um, because they get up in arms about what red states do, uh, other states do, um, but they seem blind to their own problems or oblivious to others. And, and you know, I got thinking about this because San Francisco uh, cleaned up for President Xi uh, visiting uh, from China, Communist China, and uh, you know he met up with Biden and all this stuff. But but they cleaned up, and you know they had Chinese flags out, and they gave the warm welcome to a guy who leads a communist country uh, that has internment camps and very cheap labor. Um, they they roll out the red carpet, but uh, heaven forbid if there's a red state with oppressive abortion laws or uh, you know <laughs> be, because. Uh, <laughs> Because they go to church and they don't see eye to eye with everything that uh, California does, they'll issue travel bans uh, to state and city employees. Like they get offended if if one of their employees has to go to Alabama or Texas, but at the same same time they're welcoming a communist dictator into their city with with no sense of irony. Like this dude. If he didn't like anything these guys were saying under his regime, would quell them pretty damn quick. That's what I'm getting at. I was just thinking about that as I'm watching this, you know, limo ride down uh, streets, streets of San Francisco with, the, with the, you know, uh, the escort and all this stuff. I'm just, I'm rolling my eyes. Like a communist, a communist dictator gets treated better 
uh, in California than somebody from a red state. Ridiculous. Uh, Washington, D.C., uh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> CVS, it's gotten so bad with the shoplifting and, and just, you know, outright theft of retail. CVS has now decided to put pictures of toilet paper on the shelves. And if you want to buy toilet paper from CVS, you have to go find somebody and say, that's what I want. And they have to go back in the storeroom to go get it for you to buy it. So you have to ask permission to buy toilet paper rather than prosecute shoplifters or have security. Again, it is the honest consumer that has to take it on the chin because it's easier. It's it's frustrating. This was the rant. It's kind of the similar rant I had uh, last podcast about uh, you know these cities trying to ban right on red because some pedestrians aren't paying attention uh, and have the earbuds on or distracted by their phones or you know they're they're uh, homeless and uh, they're chemically impaired. And if something happens to them, it's your fault. Even if you're not involved in the collision, if you drive a car, it's your fault. So now, rather than, you know, prosecute shoplifters and all this stuff, now CVS is just saying, to hell with it. You have, I, how, how soon is it before we have to start showing sh photo ID to buy toilet paper? Like, you show a driver's license uh, to get one ply, but you have to, uh, you know, show two or three <laughs> Force of identification to get uh, two ply or better. I, I don't know if they sell three ply at uh, CVS. And does three ply even exist? Because if it did, I, I would consider buying it just to just to piss people off. Uh, Wawatosa, Wisconsin. Um, you know, we got the holidays around the corner. You got Thanksgiving. You got Christmas. You got uh, Hanukkah. And, uh, New Year, New Year's not really a New Year's Day is not really a uh, holiday. It is so much as a day of recovery from the night before. It's just it's just a day of sleeping. But you have the holidays around the corner. People getting excited. You know they're decorating. Uh, you know making plans and all that stuff. Well, in Wisconsin, uh, city employees there, Wawa Tosa, uh, got a memo from city council. Talking about being more inclusive about their uh, their decor, you got to include people. You got to think about their sensitivities. So they said, you know, uh, go easy on the cheesy and the the jeezy, Christy, like uh, n nothing religious. You know, heaven forbid you uh, have anything religious on your desk uh, pertaining to Christmas, right? Um, you know, try to avoid trees because some people just don't like Christmas, right? Try to stay away from red and green. Try to go with winter festivities type of things and have snow people as decorations, not snowmen, because I would upset people. Well, they've had to reverse their uh, decision on this because the memo went public and everybody was talking about how stupid this is. And they go, well, you know, this is more suggestion, not necessarily a rule. And I'm just thinking, BS, if you are an employee of this uh, city, even with this being a suggestion, and they see you with a manger scene or a Christmas tree or whatever. Hell, even even a menorah this day and age would offend some people. Uh, they see any of that on the desk, you know, and promotion time comes around. They're going to go with somebody else. You know, this is some petty crap. 
in the name of inclusion, you seem to be uh, excluding your own employees' culture. Some people are Christian, some people are Jewish. Your know, tolerance isn't like you hide who you are. Tolerance, um, it's like that. It's like this. Look, if there's no blood sacrifice going on at the desk. I don't care how anybody decorates for the next six weeks. Okay, that's that's where I'm coming from. As long as it's not like hardcore pornography, I don't care. I don't think anybody would care. Um, but this is just managers being managers, and they want to show that they're being thoughtful, and all they're really doing is making people miserable and regret coming to work. So uh, congratulations, City Council of Wauwatosa. I'm glad this went viral, and I'm glad... Uh, I'm glad you guys, uh, you know, we got called out on this crap. Um, okay, so Chalmers University of Technology in Sweden, in light of what's going on recently, it, it, this is one of those knee jerks. Like, you hear about it and it goes, okay, this makes sense. You don't want anybody to get hurt. Uh, they have banned political protest. So, like, with the... With the uh, Israeli versus Palestine arguments and whatnot. Uh, they decided to do away with all that, and you know, because they're afraid of their employees' safety. And I, you know, I first read that story, but you know, I kept hearing something in the back of my head, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" Um, and it it turned out it was the spinning of Benjamin Franklin, who at one point said that hey, if you uh, if you sacrifice liberty. Uh, just to feel safe, you're not going to be safe. You're not going to have liberty. Now, granted, this is a private institution in another country, but the same principle applies. Okay, yeah, protests are tricky. Political opinions are tricky. Get that, got that. But if you start stymieing other people for saying one thing on one topic or another... Then you start doing that for everything. Because then you're thinking, well, if anybody has a strong opinion, then it must be a violent opinion, and it must be suppressed, and uh, we must suspend or do away with the student. That's the way I see it. The, the problem here is not expressing opinion. The problem here, again, like I said with the shoplifters, is if somebody does get out of hand and starts intimidating other students or starts vandalizing property, you arrest them because that... That goes far against just expressing your beliefs. That is you being intimidating. That's coercion. That's, that is intimidation. No doubt. But they're taking the easy path. And so they're like, well, if nobody can play nice, nobody can speak up. And you wonder, well, again, if they do it with this, will they do it with other things? And you gotta also wonder because our universities here stateside, which are so brilliant with money, um, you gotta wonder if they start thinking like this. Well, we don't want to get into trouble. We don't want this to happen. So maybe, just maybe, we do away with political protest. And uh, you know, I don't kid yourselves. Universities aren't uh, aren't the uh, safe harbor for independent thought that they like to believe themselves to be or anything of that sort it, th there is a, uh, a hive mind and if you go against it uh, you'll be butting heads with quite a few arrogant uh, professors and whatnot 
All right, so a couple lighthearted things here. Um, Oreos are shrinking. I noticed this last week. Uh, we bought a, a package of Oreos. Uh, when we went grocery shopping for the first time in a while, and it didn't seem like there's a lot of cream. Well, like somebody actually pointed out uh, that uh, because of shrinkflation, Oreo appears to be putting less cream in their cookies, and uh, their double stuffed Oreos are basically now the regular Oreos. And yeah, the Oreo thins out there. You gotta wonder what's holding that together. Like just like a little dab of toothpaste or something. But yeah, I. Was, I, I I had a couple when we uh, after we bought them, and I was just like, something ain't right here. You're getting less for your buck. Oh, um, and Homer will continue to strangle Bart, according to uh, Simpsons showrunner James L. Brooks. Uh, it clarified because uh, a while back they they said that uh, Bart and Homer the strangling looks like that's over, but he says no, that's nonsense. That will continue. Um, so child abuse, yes. Hank Azaria playing a poo, no. Because that's dangerous or something. I don't know. You know what they you know what they really need to do with the Simpsons is just bring back, you know, funny jokes. They do that. Maybe I'll watch again. But that's uh that's been twenty six seasons and I've been alright watching the first eight or nine seasons. They've been they've been awesome. Uh and finally, I think this is out of the Carolinas here. There is a company uh you know I, th I think they do this every year. Um, but with uh, homeowners and uh, infestation, uh, that's a problem. Bugs and, and whatnot. This uh, exterminating company will pay homeowner, homeowner $2,500 to let them uh, infest their home with roaches so they can get rid of them. If you know anything about roaches, they're tricky. There's a reason why they say... In a nuclear apocalypse, which you know may or may not happen next week, um, that they will survive said apocalypse because they're uh, they're sneaky, they're tricky, and so this company wants to put roaches in your house to prove a point. You think they're going to get everyone or be immune to their poisons? If you think it's a good idea to get paid twenty five hundred bucks to have roaches running around your house. Uh, you have no business owning a home. That or you are Jimbo Fisher and you can afford such to do. And with that all said and done, I'm done. Until next time, stay fresh, cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.